Welcome to another edition of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Denker. Happy Thursday, everybody. Finally one day away from Friday and the the, the weekend. And so, you know, uh, well, yesterday and, you know, today for the most part is, you know, it was a quiet day for the Lightning just because Lightning had the day off yesterday after the 2-1 loss to the Bruins on Tuesday. So they had a day to kind of recollect themselves and get ready for tonight's matchup against the Montreal Canadiens. Um, they did practice yesterday, though. Uh, Ryan McDonough was a full participant in the practice, which was a good sign after they lost him. He's been out for some time now. Uh, Jan Ruda was also in the practice, but he he didn't participate fully. He was wearing the red non-contact uh, jersey, so he still it seems like he's still a little ways uh away from uh, rejoining the team, but at least, you know, seeing Ryan McDonough uh, participating in the practice, as well as hearing from Alex Kalorn afterwards saying that, you know, he thinks that McDonough is as strong as ever, that's a good sign for everyone involved, and, you know, that's a good sign for Lightning fans, just because, you know, the Lightning do need him, and, uh, yeah, they do need him, Uh, you know, Ryan McDonough, you know, say what you want about him you know he's he's still a very good defender yeah the guy doesn't score a ton especially in today's nhl where you know defenders are scoring a lot more goals than they have in the past but yeah the the way the light things have been going for the lighting recently they definitely need all they help all the help they could get on the defensive side and hopefully mcdonough could come back within the next couple of games or so so We'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, but yeah, McDonough, uh, you know, the, the numbers prove it. You know, when uh, he was in the lineup from January 16th to around February 16th, um, the the Lightning were giving up two goals a game. Where now lately it, it seems like uh, the, he's been, the, the Lightning have been giving up around maybe three or four goals a game. So hopefully he could... Uh, you know, not let's not rush him back, but at the same time, we uh, the the team could definitely use him as the season winds down with only I believe sixteen games left, um, and it would definitely be a huge help uh, to have that kind of player who who plays very physical, especially along the boards and fights for the puck uh, to to you know to be back in the lineup and. That kind of goes in with uh, what I said in yesterday's episode about how. I feel like the Lightning need to uh, go out there and, you know, kind of play with more fire in their belly. Uh, you know, I don't think that McDonough's the kind of player that's going to go out there and, you know, drop the gloves at the first chance he gets. You know, that's not his game. He goes out there, he blocks shots, and unfortunately that's that's why he's been out for so long. He blocked the shot, I believe, in the last meeting against the Penguins uh, at a Took a shot off, I believe, the leg from Malkin in that game. And, yeah, that's why he's been out so long. And if anybody who's watched the Penguins or is familiar with how, you know, Malkin shoots, uh, you know, if you're getting a shot off the leg from Malkin, you know, it's definitely might have a chance of keeping you out for a while as it has McDonough. But, yeah, uh, Lightning could definitely use him. They could definitely use the extra body on the on the blue line. You know, the Lightning have lost five of their last six coming into this game tonight against Montreal. And, uh, you know, Montreal is not not as good as they normally are. You know, they're, I'm, I'm not going to call them a bad team, but they're not 
most likely not going to make the playoffs. You know, barring a collapse of of the five teams that are ahead of them in the wild card, uh, especially, uh, you know, they come into this game, they're fifth in division, 71 points, and up until this point in the season, you know, that's really not a whole lot of points to accumulate as a team. But, you know, you, you can't take teams lightly. You know, they Montreal's coming off a 4 nothing win over the Islanders in Long Island. So that's definitely something you need to keep an eye out for. They can't take this team lightly just because, you know, you look at the, the Islanders. Yeah, they're, they could be inconsistent at times. And, you know, they're, they're in the wild card, I believe, right now at the moment. But, you know, you can't, on the other side of that, you can't really put too much stock in a, in a shutout win. So, you know, because t- good teams are going to get shut out every now and then. That's, that's just the way that happens in the NHL. But, yeah, uh, you know, the, the Lightning just need to go out there tonight, play the hockey that they've been playing for the past couple of games. You know, regardless of, you know, what the outcomes have been in that game, I, I'm i a firm believer in if they keep playing this style of hockey, the good things will happen, especially the fact that, you know, they need to be putting the puck on the net. They didn't really do so much of that in the game on Tuesday against Boston. And, you know, I'm not going to put so much blame on them for that. I think that's more so just, you know, Boston just being a very good team from top to bottom. You know, um, they they have very good very good defenders on the blue line. Uh, you know, there was a lot of times, a lot of shots where uh, the Lightning just couldn't get it through the traffic. As well as, you know, there was a lot of shots where... When the Lightning were playing desperation hockey, especially in the third period, they didn't do a good job of putting the puck on net. And, you know, it's just one of those things where I think certain players, like, I believe that there was a a shot where I want to say Yanni Gord had a very prime scoring chance. Uh, um, I believe it was around maybe the five-minute mark in the third period. And, you know, at that point, they're just they're just rifling the puck at the net and trying to hopefully get a lucky bounce for it to go in. So, and he totally missed it, just hit the end boards. I believe he actually hit the, yeah, he hit the end boards. So, but it's just, you know, one of the things, 21 shots on net, you got to do a better job than that. Yeah, but let's let's take a pin in that right now. Let's, let's take a look around the league and see how the other teams are playing just because, you know, the lightning had off, but at the same time, they need to keep their eye on other teams as well. Because they might be running into one or two of these teams in the playoffs if they if they could make a deep run this year. So last night the Flyers beat the Caps five to two, and man, the Flyers are playing absolutely fantastic hockey right now. That was their seventh consecutive win, and you know uh, we touched upon the Flyers a little bit in the crossover special with Ian McLaren on Monday, and yeah, the 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 Flyers aren't really a team. That were on my radar in terms of, is this a team that we need to keep an eye out for for the playoffs? And you know, the I, I watched a little bit of the game last night. Um, I didn't catch a whole ton of it. You know, I kind of like to jump around from game to game if the Lightning aren't on uh, on a particular night. And you know, I caught some of it, and they're just a tough team to play against the Flyers. Uh, and the Lightning did beat them in their last meeting in February, 5-3 to three at home, but I, I do believe that the Flyers are a better team now than they obviously were back a couple of weeks ago, um, and that this could definitely be one of those teams uh, come playoff time that the, the Flyer, Flyers could be one of those teams that just gets hot at the right time and they make a deep run, so, you know, 
the the lightning obviously you know like i've said in my prior episodes the, the lightning are just trying to get ready for the playoffs um uh, of course the coaching staff will keep an eye on other teams as the time gets closer to kind of hone in on the tendencies of potential opponents that they may face in the playoffs so moving on the Flames beat the, the Columbus Blue Jackets 3-2 in overtime last night. Flames are another team that are, I believe, are in the wild card right now. They're fighting for that last uh, spot to get into the playoffs before the season ends. Uh, they played the Lightning pretty well uh, last weekend, you know, and that was a game where the Lightning snapped out of their, their four-game losing streak. And, you know, I saw very good things from both teams in that game. The, the Flames are a scrappy... Scrappy young team, you know, they have obviously Johnny Grudeau, they have uh, Elias Lindholm and Matthew Kachuk, just to name a couple of notable players from that team. I thought they were a very good team and could, you know, I believe the the West is wide open. I don't think there's one team from the Western Conference that's really dominating, dominating the conference or a division this year. Um, I've heard in other shows, you know, other hockey podcasts that... You know, Edmonton is a team to look out for. They have a very good team. Obviously, Ed, the Edmonton Oilers have two of the best players in the world right now. They have Leon Dreisaitl and, of course, Connor McDavid. And that's definitely, if they get, if their goaltender could get hot come playoff time, we'll probably be seeing Edmonton play in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals and could be the first team since, I believe, 1993 first Canadian team since 1993 to win the Stanley Cup. But that's a long ways ahead. That's just some teams to keep an eye out for. You know, in case, you know, once it comes to the Stanley Cup Finals, you know, on nights that the Lightning aren't playing, you kind of want to stay in the loop. So those are just some teams to keep an eye out for. Uh, but we're a long ways ahead. Moving on to the Anaheim-Colorado game. Uh, this was the game... Uh, I watched a little bit more of just because, you know, I, I kind of like to jump in on the games that are currently in OT, and I got a chance to do that last night. Anaheim edged out the Avalanche in o- o- overtime 4-3, to and there was one play in this game that I didn't necessarily see on NHL.com. I actually found it on the NHL on NBC Sports Instagram page this morning. And I'm surprised that, you know, I didn't really check Twitter for it yet. Uh, I'm sure there's some pretty awesome tweets and probably some gifs and memes and whatnot. But Nathan McKinnon, if you watch, if you, if you haven't seen this already, please go to the go to the NHL on NBC Sports app. Just check this out, this play. Uh, it didn't result in a goal. It actually, it was actually a good play on both sides. It was Nathan McKinnon. He got the pass at the blue line, skating into the offensive zone, and he he stopped and you know spun to take a shot in kind of like the low slide, kind of near the circle. But the move he did, the stop and pivot, he he put Ryan Getzloff in in a blender on this play. Check check it out; it's unbelievable. But the 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 bet the good thing about this play is also for if you're a Duck fan is that. When he takes a shot on the move, Ryan Miller makes an absolutely incredible save that, you know, I think that, you know, just the move itself, you know, I don't think that he was expecting a shot on that, on that play, but 
yeah, the, that was an absolutely fantastic move. You know, I think it would have definitely been all over the place a lot more if, you know, it resulted in a goal. So that was something that impressed me. And then final, uh, Arizona beat Vancouver 4-2. to And if you haven't been really keeping tabs, uh, the Coyotes are kind of being investigated by the league right now for illegally testing prospects. Uh, giving them like physical tests and all that stuff, and there, I just saw a tweet this morning about how Arizona could face a very hefty fine. They could, you know, have future events taken away from them. I guess you know that would refer to maybe an all-star game in the near future, and an exec could also lose his job over this. So I just pulled it up for you guys listening who are a little bit more interested on what exactly is happening. So. Uh, this is a tweet from NHL News Rumors, uh, and they say Darren Drager on TSN says, The allegations into the Arizona Coyotes over illegal testing of draft prospects are serious. Penalties could include significant financial penalty, f- forfeit of draft picks, an exec losing their job, and loss of potential future events. So this is pretty serious. Um, you know, the, the NHL isn't playing around, you know, and they shouldn't. You know, I, I like to see that with all the stuff that's going on and the the MLB right now with that whole cheating scandal. Obviously, this whole th- this this isn't on the same level as that. You know, the, the cheating and that resulted in a team winning a World Series and a player winning an MVP. Um, where this is just testing of prospects when I guess the 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 Coyotes weren't supposed to. So. But I'm, I'm, it's it's good to see that the NHL isn't going to tolerate this and they're going to put their foot down. Um, but, yeah, that's unfortunate for Coyote fans because, you know, they could they they could potentially be losing out on an all-star game and, you know, draft picks that could eventually get them, you know, some good players. So we'll keep an eye on that. So that's it for around the league. Uh, so moving back to the Montreal game tonight, I kind of want to get a little bit more into that before, you know, we... We end things here for the day. So, yeah, uh, Montreal is one of those, like, middle-of-the-pack, lower-of-the-middle-of-the-pack teams where, you know, they're really not playing for anything right now except pride. So, of course, they're going to come out tonight and play with a lot of fire. I caught some of that Islander game the other night and kind of reminded me, just the way they were playing, just the intensity they were playing with against the Islanders, it kind of reminded me of that team that went on a little bit of a run, I believe, in the 2014 2015 season um they they i think they made it to the second round of the playoffs i could be wrong i'm just this is just off the top of my head information right now uh yeah they they were they were playing very well they were taking a lot of shots so that means i would imagine they want to carry that kind of play into tonight's game especially against a more talented team in the lightning and i believe that uh Curtis McElhinney will probably be in net tonight so they could give Vasilevsky the night off so he could, you know, be rested for the Boston game on Saturday. So, or maybe they'll play him tonight. Who's, who, who knows? We'll, we'll see what uh, Coach Cooper has, has in store for the team tonight. But, yeah, I think that just looking at the last game and how the Lightning played against Boston, they played pretty well. You know, obviously, they went up against one of the best teams in the league. They went up against one of the best players in the league uh, in David Pasternak. And 
they did a good job kind of shutting him down for the game. You know, I don't think I don't think he accumulated any points in that game. He definitely didn't score a goal. But yeah, anytime you go up against one of the top goal scorers in the league and he's really not a factor in the game, that's that's a positive you could take away. Like I said in prior episodes, win or loss, you could you there's always positives to take away and that you could bring with you into the next game to make you a better team. And this was definitely one of them. I thought they played very well. They they made a lot of good passes. They the creativity in terms of just creating scoring chances was a lot better than it has been in prior games. So that's definitely something. You know, I, I criticized the team about you know during their their losing streak that you know there was often times that they were turning over the puck for making too much too many passes. And there was an article on the Tampa Bay Lightning website today that kind of kind of criticized them a little bit, saying that they were making too many passes. I didn't see that, um, but, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I believe that with the addition, especially of Blake Coleman, since they got Blake Coleman, I think that they've been doing a lot better in terms of creating more chances. And But, yeah, going back to what I said about Blake Coleman in the last episode, I want to see more out of him. You know, we've seen his ability to kill the penalty, how he, you know, he's basically racing around the ice, um, being very aggressive on the puck handler, and that's all great, you know, and he's created a couple of chances um, on the offside of, off, offensive side of the puck, you know, he's done some good chances, he's doing a lot of good things out there, but I want to see it translate to the stat sheet now, because I think he's gotten enough games and enough ice time underneath his belt where he should be, you know, it's time to see what what the Lightning gave up their top prospect on a first-round draft pick for. So hopefully tonight will be the, the game where he could kind of get going and and it'll, it'll start to, uh, it'll, we'll see some stats, some goals, some assists. You know, I just want to see points on the sheet. That's all, that's all I, that matters. And, you know, I think that Barkley Goodrow was a huge help in the game. I think he played very physical. Um, he won some face-offs. Obviously, they didn't bring him in to, you know, really win face-off. They brought him in to be more of a physical presence uh, on the ice, and I think he did a very good job with that. But I need to see more of that from other players. I need, Like I said in the beginning of the episode, I think that the Lightning need to be out there with more of a fire in their belly. Um, I haven't really seen that a lot. I, I see it from Patrick Maroon on a nightly basis, of course, because, you know, that's kind of the style of hockey that he does play. Uh, but I need to see that from the guys, you know, like the Zach Bogosians, uh, the Barkley Goodrows. I need to see more of it. Because, uh, like I said, there's there's a lot of times where, uh, you know, the, the players are just, uh, you know, they, they get a goal scored on them or, they, you know, they, they get two quick goals scored on them. And that happened a lot on the losing streak. There was a lot of times where, you know, Lightning would score their first goal, and that's great, you know, one up. One nothing early in the first. Definitely a great start to the game. And then within maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, they're down 2-1. And, you know, whether, you know, especially on a losing streak, you want to, you definitely want to have one of those players kind of just go out there, maybe like just lay a big hit on someone or maybe kind of go after a guy on the other team who maybe may have done something that you didn't like. For example, in the Flames game, 
there was a couple of times where, you know, Matthew Kachuk was doing certain things to kind of get under the skin of Lightning players. And that's just, you know, I'm not calling Matthew Kachuk a bad guy at all. Uh, that's just the way he plays. You know, he, he's a playmaker that, you know, just likes to get under the skin of the opposing team and try and draw penalties. And I saw Pat Maroon do some things in that game, try to you know, go up to him and be like, hey, cut it out or drop the gloves. And, you know, Kachuk kind of skated away. But I need to see more of that out of the other players on the team. You know, uh, in, in this Boston game, Boston played very physical. They pushed the Lightning around at certain points in the game. They were always first to the puck on the loose, uh, when it was loose on the on the, the ice. And I think at one point, especially Yanni Gord, when he, when that goal that he scored that got, call got reversed uh on the offsides call after the boston challenged it you know he was obviously there was a frustration that you know was a factor in that and then he he i believe it was there was a scrum on a shot towards the end of, yeah it was towards the end of the second period and he said enough is enough and he went toe-to-toe it Joe Kim Nordstrom so I think that you know and you don't want to have Yanni Gord fighting you know I'm not knocking Yanni at all I thought he did a very good job in that scrum uh, that scrap against Nordstrom but you don't want to have Yanni going fighting people you know that's not really what you have it to you want to have you know the bigger guys on the team like Barkley and um and uh Bogosian and uh you know, the, uh, the the bigger players, you know. So just keep an eye out for them. Hopefully, you know, maybe they go out there. and Because, like I said, a team like Montreal, you know, they're not very, they're not one of the better teams in the league. But they could easily go out there tonight and just bully the, the Lightning around um, and win that game that way. And I kind of brought it up. Uh, to Ian McLaren of Locked On Bruins when we had our crossover special. If you haven't listened to that already, go ahead. It came out on Monday. Um, that that's how kind of what was the issue for the Bruins last year, um, especially in the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, the, they they're more they have a lot of skill players, and then they went into the finals and they kind of got bullied around by the more tough and gritty players on the on the Blues. Um, obviously, that didn't tell the whole story, but that was some of it, and. The Lightning have definitely been uh, accused of being soft this year. So they, I think they should go out there and answer the critic and play a more tough and gritty game of hockey. Because, uh, you know, that's I think that that's, that's the kind of thing that's bulletin board material in the locker room for these guys. And I don't know if they're aware of it or they're the kind of group that just kind of puts their head down and says, you know, let's just play our brand of hockey and whatever it may be. But like I said, you know, Montreal is going to go out there. They're going to play aggressive. They're going to play fast. They're going to try and play spoiler and do whatever they can to notch a win on the road against a better team. So, yeah, just keep an eye on that. I think it's going to be a close game tonight. Uh, like I said, McElhinney will probably be in net. Um, it would be nice to see Carey Price in net for the Canadians because, you know, it's a, you always want to play against the, the better goalie on the on the opposing team just so as a measuring stick to see how good your team stacks up against them so hopefully i would like to see price and goal you know he's not having the best of years either but you know carry price could easily pull a shutout out of the blue on any given night so just keep an eye out for that um but yeah tonight i think they have to continue the mindset of next guy up obviously they have the captain steven stamkos is out for the rest of the season and might miss the first week or so of April, 
uh, give or take on how he does on his rehab. But, yeah, they need to go out there. Obviously, you're going to have uh, Alice Kalorn, who's having an absolutely incredible career season right now. Um, he's definitely one of the guys that needs to step up his game a little bit more. Yanni Gorda, I want to see more goals from. You know, that's plain and simple. He went through, like, a absolutely tremendous goal drought um, that he snapped out of in February that stemmed back all the way to November. So, he's definitely... And he scored in his last game, so that's very good. Um... But the two players other than Kalorn and Gord that I really want to see kind of put the team on their back going down this final stretch in the regular season, and I want, it to, I want to see it start tonight, is Anthony Sorelli, who's been playing absolutely incredible. Um, he's been creating a lot of chances up in front on rebounds especially. Uh, and he had that one nice breakaway that, you know, he just couldn't lift the puck uh, to put it in the back of the net. You know, it was at the end of the game of, at the end of the Bruins game on Tuesday. Uh, so, you know, hopefully he could get things started and start scoring some goals. Uh, and the other player that I want to see kind of get it going is Braden Point. Obviously, he's been playing very well recently as as well, but I want to see him kind of take his, his, his playing level up another notch. I think he's capable of it, and I think he's the kind of player that, you know, he, he nets one or two and, two or three games he could easily get hot and go on a little little goal or point streak so definitely i want to i want to i'm going to keep an eye out for those guys and how they play tonight and how they respond to un, an unfortunate kind of like gut-wrenching loss if you want to call it that against the boston bruins because i know those guys were going to the game and they wanted to you know definitely pull that one off at at home especially after losing losing steven stamkos for the rest of the season so that's it for the podcast today Everybody, I hope you have a great rest of the day, and uh, yeah, I hope that I think the Lightning will pull this one out tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, I'm gonna say three to one. Um, I haven't been so good on the the scoring predictions lately, but hopefully I'm right tonight and they pull it off because then you know they got Boston on Saturday in Boston, so this is the last uh, game of their current homestead. So you definitely want to end on a good note. So like I said, yeah. That's the last that's the that's the end of the episode. This has been Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.